Hello, and welcome to the Running Centre podcast. We are very excited to bring you a three-part series. In this series, we speak to Zoe Dunn about her perspectives in primary school, high school, and as a current university student. We hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Running Centre podcast. My name is Trudy Smith, and for those of you who weren't with us for our last podcast, we have the wonderful Zoe Dunn with us again. So Zoe, for those who haven't met you before, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, please? Sure, hi. I'm happy to be here. Um, my my name is Zoe, as you know. Um, I'm 19 years old and I'm currently a university student studying science at Sydney University. Thank you, Zoe. And obviously you've had a really good setup to be at university studying science. And so today we're going to talk about your high school experience. So I understand there were some challenges for you. Yeah, there were. So I was at one school from year 7 to 10 and then I moved to another school for years 11 and 12 mm-hmm. and that was precipitated by the fact that the, my old school didn't support me. They gave me the bare minimum support and I, I, it was the best decision I made to move school to sure. a more supportive environment. Yeah. So what were you missing out on at that first school? Well, it was from years, I say year seven to nine, it was, it was like, okay, I could get through the support but then in year 10 it became really obvious that they weren't willing to support me if not not in the classroom the classroom teachers were great mm-hmm. they understood me and they understood my needs they were really willing to help me but it was more from the higher ups at the principal down you know the executive yeah. they didn't want to give me the support i needed in exams they didn't want to so give, they would me give you more time they wouldn't give you a quieter space no, but they gave me the bare minimum, so what a student would get if they broke their arm, sat and couldn't write, where, like five minutes per half hour, whereas I would need like more time because of my CP, it makes it difficult to talk, and especially with maths exams, I ran out of time all the time because I couldn't do yeah. it. And so would they provide you with a scribe? They would, but but they wouldn't want to give me more, more time right. with the scribe. They okay. gave me legally the amount of time they were focused on the legalities of it rather than the actual student and the person yeah right and so the new school obviously was much more welcoming oh definitely it was the best decision i made to move there um they they i was shocked by the by the amount of support they gave me and i remember clearly in the first meeting i had with the principal she was like what can we do to help you and ask me that question question to be asked Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And so what did you tell her? Well, I said I needed more support in terms of exam because I wanted to do well in the NHC and all that. So I needed the correct provisions to ensure my success. I also said that I would require um, in-class support because I can't write. So Mm -hmm. the scribe would have to come in and help me. And I, I also said, because I'm deaf, that the teachers would have to wear a device called an FM mm-hmm. to make sure that I get access, the best access to their voice and what they're saying. Sure. Did you find that the teachers were happy to wear that FM? Yeah, they were. And it was really good. Um, some students weren't, but that's okay. Yeah. 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 Teenagers are never any fun for that stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you had no pushback from teachers that understood the importance of your access? No, and I, I really think that's credit to my afternoon teachers because they would explain 
how important it was and you know they explained to the teachers clearly and stressed that it meant that I had the best access to their teaching yeah and so you sound like you had wonderful support from your itinerants oh definitely my itinerant teachers they were great I really I really really valued them Mm -hmm. and the support they gave me yeah was it all in class support or was it um well, in years 7 to 10, I only had one hour per week with my itinerant teacher. So I chose to spend that time outside the classroom mm-hmm. and use their time to make sure I was, hit, like, if I'd missed anything in class sure. because I couldn't hear. Mm-hmm. or But mainly I would try and do classwork because I was really stressed about classwork. I really wanted to get everything done. and But, but in when I moved to the public system... I got six hours per week. Gosh. So that's a massive jump. Yeah. So I had both in class and out of class support, which I think really made the difference. Absolutely. I can imagine just all of a sudden it, things would be easy for you. Yeah. Again. Yeah. And the teachers would be more equipped because they've got more access to that person who's a specialist. Yeah. As well. Wow. Who knew that moving to the public system would be so much a better support for you? It's ironic, isn't it? Yeah. As well. Were there things that. Um, you talked about the difference between the two schools and what the mainstream teachers knew. Do you think that the, the public school mainstream teachers brought a different attitude to their support for you as well? I think all the teachers I've had at school, most of them, regardless of public or private, were ready to help and were ready to teach me because I think that's why you should go into like you should go into teaching with the attitude that you want to help every student, and I think all my teachers had that attitude, and I'm really grateful for that. Mm, absolutely. Well, you know, teaching is known as a, a helping profession, but every student should be welcome. Yes. And you've always felt welcome in the classrooms. You yes. never had anyone say, "No, that's too hard," or. Not that I can. Oh, I I do remember one instance where a teacher wasn't that good, but that was music. And, <laughs> Music, of course, is a challenge for someone with a hearing loss. Absolutely. And um, I remember they were, they were, they were, she was playing the keys and going around like musical, like music, sorry, piano. Yeah. She was playing the piano and going around the classroom and making sure each student could identify a major or minor. Yeah, that would have been really and hard to hear the difference, I, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I could not. And at the time, because I was in year seven, I didn't really have the... I didn't have the skills to advocate for myself and say, I can't do that, that, that's really hard because I'm deaf. So I just kind of kept guessing what yeah. the musical, what, what, whether it was major or minor. And yeah. I, it was embarrassing because it meant that, you know, I couldn't do it and everyone else knew I couldn't do it. So it was... Yeah, that's awkward. So who taught you to advocate for yourself? My itinerant teacher. Really? Yeah. In year, I'd say in year 11, when I, because I moved schools, I was so surprised by all the support I had, but I still I still needed more support. Like, there were some times where I didn't, like, just instances, just standalone instances, but I wouldn't advocate for myself because I didn't have the skills to. Sure. And she really pushed me to um, learn how to advocate for myself, learn to talk to teachers because they can't read my mind. You know? <laughs> Unfortunately. Yes. And like, I gotta say, it really helped me because now at university, they don't, I mean, they do support you, but you have to be the one advocating for yourself. And that really helped me at university to learn that skill in high school. Yeah. Yeah. No, that does sound really important. So sounds like you were incredibly well supported and, and finished with 
and we're going to talk in our next podcast with you about your university career but it sounds like you were set up really well for that I future. definitely was yes yeah that sounds fantastic so thank you so much for sharing again more really great nuggets for teachers and, and administrators to be taking away so thank you so much for your time no problem thank you a huge thank you to Zoe for speaking with us. If you have any questions for Zoe, please feel free to contact us via the Short Courses website or the RIDBC Rennick Centre Facebook page.